0: This is Courage Cast. More power, less fear, so you can make a difference. Well, hey, everyone. This is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. Today, I want to talk about Phil Mickelson. So, last weekend, this man who is 50 years old won the PGA tournament. The one of the four majors, no one has ever at that age, I think the last oldest person was 47 or 48. And it was back in the 1800s. And they called him like old man, whatever his name was. (laughs) So, and the pictures of this guy from the 1800s are awesome. I mean, I don't know what it was, but men in their 40s looked way older than men in their 40s do today. I'm, I'm turning 50 this year. And that's why this got my attention. Phil Mickelson winning at age 50, almost 51, turns 51 in June, winning the 103rd PGA Championship. It was an amazing day to watch him go through the process. Actually, over the entire weekend, I watched all four days on and off, especially not as much on Thursday and Friday, but definitely Saturday and Sunday, I watched almost every shot that he hit. I was most blown away by how different he seemed. I've been a fan of Phil Mickelson for 25 years, since he started on the tour. He has been a very difficult person to cheer for because he has blown leads. He has blown tournaments. He has most famously lost the U.S. Open and afterwards called himself stupid and an idiot and all of these degrading things. And so to see the transformation of this man that I've been a fan of, he's kind of the people's golfer, that I've been a fan of for so long, make the transition to someone who is calm and relaxed and in control of his game has been inspiring for me. And so I wanted to point out five things. And this is actually uh, inspired by an article on PGA.com titled Preparing for a Big Shot Use Phil's Formula to Perform. And what I want to do is, I want to compare your life, my life, to the life of walking and playing on a golf course. And there are so many similarities. Between sports and real life. That's why I love it so much because we can make comparisons and we can take inspiration from athletes and their performance and apply it to ourselves and our performance because we are performing, we are acting, we are living our life. Our life is actually way more important than what we're just sitting there watching on the television set. So I watch sports for inspiration and motivation mostly and I get caught up in the emotion, and I get very empathetic with the player. So anyway, here we go. Let's dive into the five points. The first thing that Phil does, and all great golfers do, is preparation. And powerful preparation starts with a powerful mindset. Proper preparation starts with a powerful mindset. And One of the things that amazed me was how Phil filtered out the noise and focused on his target. He does this and did this before he even stepped on the golf course. He has been practicing, a new practice for him, of creating self-belief beforehand. He practiced self-belief and having a relaxed mind. I know that some of the things that he's incorporated are meditation practices, calming his thought process, eliminating racing thoughts. He did this before he stepped on the golf course. And he didn't just do it once. He made it a practice in his life to learn and become comfortable and become almost a pro at calming his mind, bringing himself back to a place of centeredness and being present in the moment. One of the things that he mentioned that he did was he used to have such a racing mind before, and he used to lose his concentration and lose his focus. And these practices that he's implemented into his life really impacted his game. And it wasn't just, it didn't just happen automatically. It took two years. He said it took two years of implementing these practices to bring him to this point. And so what? how that relates to us is we can do the same thing. We can incorporate meditation, prayer, centering, calming, relaxation processes into our lives to bring us eventually to a point when we step on the field of life and we step into our career as entrepreneurs or as business people in our business life or in our work life or in our ministry life, that we are prepared and we are confident and we've built up our belief to the point where we can relax and just be in the zone and act based on all the work that we did beforehand. I know that seems a little woo-woo, But here are some things that I have done and implemented recently into my life that have helped me. First of all, I review my plan for the next day at the end of my workday previous. So I will look at my planner. I will look at my calendar. I will look at all of the things that I listed as goals for the week that I wanted to accomplish that I've set for myself. And I will evaluate where I'm at, and I'll make adjustments and prioritize my day based on what my goals are and where I'm at with those various goals. And I only have no more than five goals. And then I will have a time. This is a very new practice for me, but a time of closing my eyes, literally breathing processing the day, visualizing how I'm going to react, what I'm going to do, how those events are going to go. This is the the morning of, by the way, the morning of my day, one of the things as part of my workout routine and gut health strengthening routine and in the various things that I do as part of my morning routine, I am working on belief. I am working on belief. I'm working on what do I believe and how am I gonna show up? and it's just rehearsing and practicing in my mind and i do that through breathing and through visualization that's it there's nothing woo woo about it god created us with an amazing mind and he wants us to use it and it, this is my one of the things i do as part of my act of worship in addition to prayer and devotional time and reading the word getting truth into me this is one of those things i do so hopefully that helps you create self belief and develop your mind ahead of time with a powerful mindset and preparation. The second thing, select the club, the golf club, you can swing. One of the worst mistakes we make in golf is trying to hit half shots. This is really important. Changing the speed and length of your swing is going to create more stress in an already super stressful situation. So correct club selection. Can help remove anxiety from the shot because you're taking a full swing. You're relaxed. You're hitting a swing that is 100% comfortable for you. If you try in golf to take a half swing, you're putting that shot at risk and you're putting your game at risk. And the way I would apply that to real life is making sure that you are selecting the proper method, that you're operating in your strengths, that you're working in your strengths. You know, if you decide that, or if you know that one of your strengths is speaking and coaching, which is what mine is, coaching, hosting, co-hosting, interviewing, talking to people, getting curious with others. And again, like I said, coaching is where I operate in my zone of genius And so what you want to do is you want as much as possible to operate from that place and remove, as an entrepreneur, remove all of the other things that you're maybe not the best at. Things that you can do, but will take up your time and your energy, and uh, you're really extending the time that it's going to take for you to succeed at your goal, and it's really doing a lot of, of harm to you. When you do not operate in your strengths. And so that's how I would relate to select the club you can swing and make sure it's a club that you swing 100%. Don't hit half shots. Don't take half shots. Take, you wanna select a spot in your life, a position, you wanna operate from a position of strength. And uh, you wanna operate from a position of strength and a position where you can take a full swing and you can give it 100% effort. Imagine. If you had 100% of your time operating out of your strengths or even 80% of your time operating out of your strength and 20% of your time only operating out of the things that maybe you have to do or administratively need to do. That's where I'd like to get to. I'm not there yet. I'm probably 50-50 in that right now. All right. Number three, when it comes time to hit the ball, use your routine. You have a routine for a reason. Sticking to that routine for hours during a golf round is impossible. We all have moments when we stray from our process. But for this shot, make it your best routine of the day. Do that, and you'll be really ready. All right. So, uh, routine. Develop a routine in your real life. Do you have a routine? Do you have a routine for your weekdays and for your weekends, your Saturdays and your Sundays? I have different routines for my weekends, for my Saturdays and for my Sundays, but I definitely, five days a week, I have a routine that I try to stick to. And man, I love it. I love a routine. It takes some time to develop that routine and and that's part of it. You just have to give yourself a lot of grace to develop that routine because you're not going to do it perfectly. I mean, I may have one day where I do it really close to perfect and then the next day, I just don't. And I have to understand that I showed up. I showed up. And I intended to act on that routine. Things happen. Today, I have a flooded basement. Not a flooded basement, but I have a leaking humidifier, a dehumidifier in my house. And uh, that changed my routine this morning. Did not have the time to record this until now. And that's fine. You have to be ready to alternate your routine. But the point is, I have already won when I show up. And that's the point. If you have a routine... You're never going to do it perfectly, but the point is, have a routine because it makes everything else easier. Eventually, it becomes automated. Your brain doesn't have to think about it very hard. It's just part of your relaxed routine and agenda for the day. All right, number four, envision the shot as you walk into the ball. If you don't see it, you cannot create it. You see great players do this on TV all the time, and Phil Mickelson did that. He had his sunglasses on, which you usually have not seen him have, closed his eyes, envisioned the shot was not did not approach the ball until he saw and envisioned the shot he wanted to hit exactly in detail in detail. you think he just did that on the spot? No, this took lots and lots of practice, lots and lots of implementation in his practice rounds in all of the work that he did outside of this this tournament. So the same thing can apply to your life. Make sure that as part of your routine, that you have a time of visualization, that you have a time, like we talked about in point number one, where you can close your eyes and you're envisioning your day. When I look at my planner, I'm envisioning how I'm gonna show up on those days. I'm envisioning the call that I'm going to have right before I have the call. I'm envisioning my points. I have my points, my bullet points in front of me, and I'm going through them and walking through them when I get ready to have a sales call or a coaching call, envisioning how I'm going to show up. I give myself that time. It only takes a minute or two once you get into practice, but make sure that you have implement visualization. Don't fire, ready, aim, okay? Ready, fire, aim. Make sure that you spend a little bit of time developing your ready, okay? and developing your aim and then fire. It's like the Abraham Lincoln quote or the the quote about Abraham Lincoln, sharpening his ax. He spent half an hour sharpening his ax and it took him five minutes to chop down the tree versus somebody who just jumps right in and starts chopping the tree and you lose time that way because your ax is not sharp and that's what you wanna focus on. All right, number five, now you're ready. Once you're in the address position and you're ready to go, swing it. You chose that club for a very specific reason. Have confidence. now follow through on that intent. Make a complete swing. Hold your finish until the ball lands near your target. Make a complete swing. How do we apply that? Now, take a deep breath as you're about to take action on the call or the coaching call or the the conversation or the meeting you're about to have, or whatever is your zone of genius, whatever that action is, Just relax. You've done the work. Make a complete swing. Go for it. Make it complete. Give it your best effort. And you know what? If whatever happens, happens, it's not good or bad. The results are not good. The results are not bad. They are there for you and me to learn and grow. This is something that I've had to learn and I've implemented into my life as well. Just go for it. Make a complete swing. Relax. Trust the work that you've done. Trust yourself and have confidence in the belief that you've built and the work that you've done to visualize and to imagine and to meditate and things that you've prayed and trusted God for, all right? He is always for you. He is never against you. Anything that happens to you is for your benefit. Remember that. All right, friends, those are the five things I hope you could at least gain a cup from a couple of them and add them and implement them into your life. If you'd like to talk to me more about this, I love to coach. Reach out to me at ericnordhoff.com, N O R D H O F F.com, E R I C with a C, no K. And I'd love to talk with you. Schedule a consult. We can go through these things if you'd like to implement this practice into your life and develop this. Let's work on it together. I have, I'm spending the majority of my time in group coaching calls, masterminds, and one-on-one coaching. That's what I love to do. That's my zone of genius. It's where I can help you best. I can encourage you and help you develop. So friends, hope you found this valuable. I'll be back on another episode of The Courage Cast.